What up, Pod Squad? Welcome in to our end of the official regular season episode. Uh, we are going to be covering some playoff wrap-up pictures and predictions coming up. We're going to have a disgusting one-hit wonder draft coming on here, and we're going to make some of our um, Super Bowl and uh, wildcard round predictions as well. But first, let me bring in, as always, my lovely co-host, Tyler. Aw, lovely. That's so sweet of you. Hi, Jackaroo. <laughs> How's your whatever day it is? They all run together now. Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday, we did not, it. Okay. Not far enough into the week. That's how I feel. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. First thing he said after I picked him up from daycare today, he goes, is it the weekend? Can I stay home tomorrow? I'm like, dude, it's Tuesday, but I'm with you. <laughs> you are too young to be already feeling that. That's like oh, into yeah. the workforce. Yeah. I literally was like, oh, what are you going to do tomorrow? He's like, I have to go back to daycare tomorrow. I'm like, dude, it's Tuesday. Like you're not even go. close. Not, we're, not, we're not even close. <laughs> Be like, Easton, I'll switch with you. You can st- go to stay home and dad will go to daycare for you. Oh, man. It was, it was so great. And, and just quick, quick aside and, and exactly on that, it was like all those toys and things like that. Um, so this last Sunday at church, so we've got the, um, they both Easton and Savannah had the flu last week. So we watched church from home. Like they stream it online, blah, blah, blah. Mm, yeah, yeah. A big church. And so it, they do all the, um, all the video stuff and it pans out and shows the whole thing. And Easton's been in there before in like the main room where we go. And he obviously has his side room. And he was like, is that where you guys go mom and dad? I was like, yeah, why? He's like, it's just chairs. You guys don't even have any toys. I said, no, dude, we would just sit there and listen to the pastor. He goes, that's boring. I like my class way better. I said, we know. <laughs> I like he always, too. He hates being dropped off and like, he doesn't want to go in there half the time. And then he saw that and he's like, bye guys. I'm going to go to my classroom now. I'm you'll like, never, sick. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. You'll never get a complaint out of him again. I'll be like, oh, you, no. you just have to do that. Oh, you don't want to go today? Well, do you want to come and sit in the chairs with mom and dad? No, right. no, never mind. <laughs> That's some basic, just got to scare your kids and then they'll uh, do what you want. What you want them to do. It's yeah. Kids out there listening, I'm sure there's so oh, many of you. Um, the adult world is much scarier and much more boring. So enjoy your natural kindergarten that none of us took advantage of. Uh, enjoy recess. That'll never happen again. And uh, summer break. Yeah. So. Yeah. Enjoy we, that. Nap times. Yep. We've turned into educational episode. Um, all right. Moving <laughs> on here. Fine. Fine. As always, um, Discord, YouTube. I've said them all all season long, but check our stuff out. The links are in below. We appreciate any help and interaction we can get. Um, I ended with my my Monday Meehuff episodes that we upload on YouTube. I ended with uh, 13 and oh wait, 14 and 4 on the season for Monday night, despite one being yep. canceled. So not too bad. I can't pick matchups anywhere else, but apparently Monday nights, that's what we got locked down. So um, we'll start posting some more in the offseason stuff as the episodes go down. We'll try to get some little short ones here and there as there's like cool dynasty stuff and trades and free agency and drafts, but that's where to keep engaged with us there. Um, otherwise coming out of anchor and putting it on Spotify, Instagram and Twitter, all that good stuff. So um, enough of the boringness going into the NFL news. We'll uh, we don't have a ton to talk about with it being the end of the season, but real quick, um, any initial impressions or reactions from the Vikings week 18 win? Um, it finally felt again, obviously Justin Fields not playing really helps us there. Um, just kind of, I mean, put in a full game's worth of effort. I never really felt uncomfortable pretty much the whole game. So, I mean, it, we'll, we'll call it what it is. It, it was a tune up Had the player have the stars in there long enough to ensure the win. Um, not that we could really do anything. We, we did what we needed to do. And then Sam Fran played the mid game. So, we, we got our win, and then it was just up to Sam Fran whether we 
whether they won and kept the two seed or lost and gave us the two seed. So we stayed, we were at the, with the three seed. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. We didn't show anything fancy and nobody really got hurt. So we'll take it. More importantly, it was our first win since week one by more than eight <laughs> points. So Hey-o. literally bookended the season first and last week of the season, which uh, is, is weird. Um, yeah. Everything yeah. looked like pretty much like you'd expect and want going into the playoffs after an embarrassing loss. So glad, Love like it. you said, everybody stayed healthy. Cousins looked Solid. I mean, you you didn't expect us to lose to the now number one draft pick Bears, the literally bottom team That's in the so league, which crazy. is crazy. But yeah, shout yeah, out to Houston. Houston. We'll uh, we'll talk about them too. But uh, oh man, yeah, the, it's it's very very crazy just how everything is like stacked out. Like if you could have given me like four different guesses of how the NFC North standings would have ended at the beginning of the year, and I would have mm-hmm. never gotten this combo. Have a beat Vikings, Lions, Packers, Bears. Like that just. I don't know. No, That's crazy at all. So yeah, it's, yeah, super crazy. I mean, everyone kind of felt like, especially at the beginning of the year when Green Bay looked so out of sync that they were going to have a down year. But nobody was like, "Hey, you guys are going to finish third in the division, and the Bears are going to finish with number one overall pick." Like nobody, right. near nobody could have, would have saw that coming. Yeah, no. Like you figured. I mean, the Lions we we talked about at the very beginning of the year. Their offense is ridiculous, and their defense is bad. And they mm. played well enough to keep themselves in games, and their defense didn't play horrible enough for them to lose games. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting for them next year. I would not be surprised. And I mean, semi hot take, I'm sure you'll hear it all over, but I can see the Lions having a good draft season and bringing every having everybody come back and golf another year in that system and compete for the NFC North title. Oh, 100%. I feel like they're a, they're a dark horse to be like a 10 plus win team next year. Um, for sure so and they seemed like they always draft pretty well like i mean obviously aiden it's been a stud at the two but they got um mm-hmm. penisool a couple of years before that they got right, him on Penisool. round the fourth um i know they've done a couple of other solid guys too that i yeah. can't think of off the top of my head but they they seem like they draft <laughs> well williams to, didn't play for them Jameson, all yeah, year this year yeah next year right. it'll be crazy and take off the pressure from amon ross i mean yeah they they're an exciting team. And I, I feel like other than the Packers fans, I feel like how can you not as just an NFL fan across the country, like the lions, I mean, starting with um, hard knocks <laughs> this past season. And then just yeah. like Dan Campbell is ballsy and some of the calls they made like that, like direct to the mm-hmm. sideline pass lateral to get the first down was yeah, like, that was awesome. Oh my God, don't fumble it. But <laughs> it was so good. They were, there was nothing better than right to start, start off the game and, um, they're doing the sideline report, and they're like, okay, so what is what is your guys' motivation here? Well, and Dan Campbell's like, well, it was either one of two things. Either we were going to the playoffs, or we were making sure they weren't. And I'm like, fuck <laughs> yeah, let's go. That was awesome. Yeah, I love that. Like, to be able to still get up for that and not have the entire team be down. And, like, Detroit, you know, the, being a winning season was on the line. Like, they had to win that game. So True. that's exciting. Eight eight, yeah. yeah, I mean, Jared Goff was basically left for dead last year, and now he's looking mm-hmm. at a nine and eight season compared to the his former team that was like bottom of the league. Jamal yeah. Williams getting a second lease on life. Like, there's so many likable so guys good. on that team. It's just, yeah, talking more about them than the Vikings. But if I wasn't a Vikings fan, I feel like the Lions would be one of my top two favorite teams in the league. Yeah. Easy. So yeah, it was it was just perfect to come down to that last. I mean, NFL did it great in their flex spot and having that be the night game and and whatnot. Yeah. I, I was honestly, I know it was my pick but I was really hoping the Rams were going to win. So that I it know. was truly winning in for either of those two teams. And it was still good, and it was a great game and everything like that too. But Seattle pulling it out in, in overtime, so it came down to Seattle and uh, um, 
Green Bay for for that last spot was still was still pretty mm-hmm. pretty cool. And uh, Quandre Diggs for Seattle used to play for Detroit, so I don't mm-hmm. know if anybody caught that and mentioned it on the broadcast. So he was texting all his buddies in Detroit, like, "Help me, help me, <laughs> thank you, let's get yeah. these fucks out of here, so you guys can send <laughs> us to the playoffs." So that that was pretty that was pretty cool too. Yeah, that just incredible. Um, I definitely would have liked to see the Lions versus the 49ers. I still think the 49ers will win either way, but it would have been interesting. Like high-powered offense versus a top defense would have been kind of cool to see. So, Um, Moving on from our our Lions fan fiction here, um, I have have just a few random, like very, very interesting fun facts now that we've gotten to the end of the NFL season. A lot of them have been all over Twitter and stuff. So you might have seen a few of these, but I just I had to toss them out. So if you have any reactions, let me know. There's like five of them. Um, one, so everybody saw the Bills kickoff return for a touchdown mm-hmm. on the first play of the game, which was crazy. I mean, the first play since Tamar Hamlin's crazy injury that everybody's been following and talking about, but I saw this that just added on to it. That was absurd. Their last kickoff return for a touchdown as a team was three years and three months ago. Damar Hamlin's oh, number is so three. Good. They also scored another so kickoff good. return touchdown later in that game, which people saw. So two kickoff return touchdowns for the special teams. Guess what quarter and how many points they were down by when they had that? Oh man! Al- also three. That's cool. So just the that's the, cool. I knew the first one. I didn't know the yeah, second one. That's cool. Yeah, the fact that it was just everything was lining up like that. It's just like okay, these are some of those moments that you just like can't can't script any better. So yeah, super cool there. Uh, number two, I didn't even realize this was on the line, but uh, Geno Smith broke Russ's single season passing yard record for Seattle. So that's he has now ins- picked him insane. out of the out of the record book for that stat at least, which is just like like I know the whole one less game thing, but Russ was there last yeah. year when they first started it. And also like Russ was like Pro Bowl level seasons for like six to seven. For and sure. Gino comes in once and does it. Like, oh God, that's just funny. So let Gino cook. Yeah, no shit. Um, and then number three out of four, uh Mahomes. At 20, he just turned 27 a couple months ago. At 27 years old, is the AFC's oldest starting quarterback in the playoffs out of all seven teams. I saw that on Twitter and I said it to Katie. I'm like, how is Patrick Mahomes the old man? I'm like, yeah. it's only what, his fifth year? Yeah. Like, that is ridiculous. Just yeah. AFC is just running, running with depth at the QB position. That's, I mean, it's insane. Yeah, everyone said it like kind of before the year. They're like, okay, hey, the AFC period is gonna is gonna win the Super Bowl, whether it be the Chiefs or the Bills or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. And then you start inserting the Bengals and the Chargers and the Jags and T Laws looking awesome as well. It's like holy fuck, the amount of QBs that have hit in the AFC right now is awesome. Yeah, it's so cool to see because I think if we would have talked like two to three years ago when the uh, when the Chiefs were going into their second Super Bowl in back to back years, like. Oh great, Patrick Mahomes is going to win. Like, he, like everyone was talking about it was a foregone conclusion that he was going to break Brady's Super Bowl record. And now, like mm-hmm. a couple of years later, obviously Brady stopped him once, but then like Burrow making it the last year, and like Josh Allen's a threat every single year. It went from it being like a lock that Mahomes was just going to be like kind of a LeBron of the Eastern Conference over there, and now it's yep. like, oh my God, there's so many good different guys. Like, there's it's it's no guarantee that Mahomes even wins like three with. The fact that like you can't even outlast some of these guys, they're all going to be there for the same amount of career as you. So yeah. really exciting. Really. So, yeah. yeah. And then the last like one, it. this one I told Christine and she was about to put her head through a wall. So it just, <laughs> this was crazy. But um, in Brett Favre's final game as a Packer before he retired, and then went to the Jets and blah, blah, blah. Um, his final six passes, he went two for six for 12 yards 
including a game ceiling and season ending interception at Lambeau Field. Uh-huh. Aaron Rodgers final six passes this year. Two for six, 12 yards, game ending, season ending interception at Lambeau Field. That's amazing. How does that even, uh, especially especially if he doesn't know. come back? Like that's literally yeah. a mirror image of just I don't perfect. Get, get him out of here. Send him the fuck out of here. I'm good with yeah, it. Yeah, I love that. I, that was just absurd to me. So that's yeah, my that's fun awesome. facts. I just had to had to share them. So phenomenal. Um, moving into the NFL pick'em side, we'll rattle through this quickly just because it's the final week mm-hmm. of the season, not final season. Uh, week 18, myself and Tyler, whenever we pick the same one, we're always right. So we both got Seattle over the Rams. It was not as easy as we would have. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. But, but we got it there. So It wasn't pretty, but we got there. Um, and then uh, Nick had – he actually went two for two on his, his double down. So if you would – if the Rams would have pulled it off, he would have caught you. But uh, he got the Bengals over Baltimore, and he got Jacksonville over Tennessee, both correct. Uh, Glick was incorrect along with Joe picking uh, – I'm sorry, Glick was Indy over Houston, and then Joe was the Bears over the Vikings because he just wanted to jinx us. They both were incorrect along with Connor picking the Packers over Detroit. And then Nate with the upset of the week uh, picking Houston over Indy. I texted him that I had that as That's my awesome. pick also in the like weekly picking every single game and i was like it's not pretty but i love the i love the spiciness so um yeah that's all crazy for him but basically long story short the standings end up with tyler just running away with 16 and one nick made it real close 15 and two uh very cool shout out he came on kind of out of nowhere and then with both joe and connor getting it wrong this week i take sole possession of third at 12 wins and joe and connor along with nate who catches them all have 11 wins uh, click down at nine and seven and foster at seven and eight. So that is uh, the yeah. end of our season. That's awesome. I'll yeah. take it. I don't win. I don't think I have any championships anywhere. So I will take the pick <laughs> championship, which this means nothing your... and only bragging rights. So yay, yeah, I did it. <laughs> this is your, your podium speech. Pull out the big note yeah. and just this, this, works. this, I am, this meant I... more than everything. Yeah, agreed a hundred percent. And I'm, I, I'm taking it because I, went with this semi in conjunction with my actual survivor pool and mm-hmm. uh, I, I still had Buffalo left. So obviously I used them here the last nice. week and now everything resets. Stupid. And so I think three people had green Bay that they Ooh. hadn't used. So that was, so that was sweet. Um, and like I think two people had, C- or, yeah, two people had Seattle. So I was like, Oh, that's so close. I just wanted to get rid of all of them. Cause I think top five get paid. So I think we're down to like seven right now that, Oh, are all into the playoffs. So hopefully I can just survive a couple people and I at least get what, I don't know what it is, 10 per five, 10% of the pot, a, a good amount of, a good amount. Cause I think it was 10 or $20 buy-ins and it was like 400 or 500 people. So yeah, we'll see. We'll get basically just get this week, get this week. Right. And I'm sure Pretty much. somebody's dropping off in the playoffs. So for sure, which, which brings me to, we're kind of doing like a, I'm doing it a little bit last minute, but we're doing a playoff bracket challenge. So I've sent it out to, uh, both of the main football group meets were in. I also shared it with the Minnesota sports guys who are going to bring it up on uh, tomorrow night's episode for them nice. and get a bunch of people in. So what uh, what we're doing is, and I'll put it in the link below when you're listening here, but we're doing a, a playoff bracket challenge. So mainly just for fun slash bragging rights. If you want to just fill it out and play along and I'll announce kind of who the leaders are or where everybody's at each week. However, if you want to toss five bucks in, I'll just say whoever gives money by Saturday morning, um, you'll be eligible for the pot and we'll just do like a, whoever the top team is or split it, whatever by the end um, can share those. So Tyler and I kind of talked about ours last week. Obviously we'll lock ours in before Saturday. Cause now that there's going to be a lot of people, you maybe don't want to go chalk picks the entire <laughs> yeah, way. Too so, yeah. yeah, exactly. So uh, spoiler alert, I will not be picking the, the Eagles and the chiefs to be in the super bowl, but um, right. 
yeah so let us know and then uh just kind of kind of something fun to play along i've got a link that basically just like reseeds as you as you pick your guys so you don't have to go back and be like oh well then who's the one playing it, it just does it for you it takes like two minutes so check it out come play with us we'll announce it week to week um how many picks we got right and kind of who the leader is at the time so um yeah any um i guess we can go quickly we don't have to give like analysis wise but tyler has like a gut reaction not locking yourself in who would be your current winners for each of the playoff games Ooh, let's see here so if i'm going going just winners and and not against the spread i'm taking the 49ers against the seahawks i just don't I, that defense yeah. i think is just going to be too much for me now 10 point um yeah i know I, i've went back and forth on the chargers and, and jags i mean it's obviously the most coin flip of the games um i I want the Chargers to win because I feel like that them versus the Chiefs in the next yeah. round would be fucking awesome. Divisional if battle. The Jags, sure. If the Jags win, I feel like the Chiefs will handle them. Not that T-Law hasn't been great, but Chargers just have that offensive firepower to keep up with the Chiefs against yes. a not great Chiefs pass defense. So I'm going to take the Chargers <laughs> simply because I want that to happen. Um, Bills over the Dolphins, just too too many quarterback injuries. Um, for them, I mean, it literally might be Skyler Thompson and <laughs> Dolphins trying to play in the middle of New York in the middle of winter. Uh, I, I saw somewhere in the Dolphins' most recent home game or uh, one of the away games, they had their heaters on the sideline when it was 60. Oh, I'm like, you guys are boy, in for a yeah. rude fucking awakening. <laughs> um, Vikes over the Giants, although I think it's going to be a pesky fucking game for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll take the Bengals and then I will. Cowboys Bucks is, is tough. Um, but I'm probably I'm gonna take the Cowboys in that one. Well, I'll save some time here because I literally have all the exact same picks. So uh, nice. it seems it seems pretty consensus this week. I think the only like clear upsets are gonna be the Cowboys and the Chargers, which I don't even know if I'd call them upsets because it's the worst division the, winners. Yeah. <laughs> so right, exactly. I'm like, yeah, I'm like the Chargers are favored even though they're the five seed yeah. Jags won. I wouldn't I won't be surprised if the Jags win. I really won't. They're they're kind of on a roll right now. And yeah. Bucks. I mean, we're both betting against Tom Brady at home in the playoffs. Like we're right. we're fucking Which, who crazy knows? Yeah, for doing that. But for me, the difference is Brady Brady's non mobility and the Cowboys' defense and how fast that they are. I think yeah. that's the difference. I don't think it's. I mean, because the Bucks' offense has looked really good. Obviously, the last like three ish weeks now, whatever mm-hmm. whatever you want to say, um, Cowboys can be hit or miss. We've we've seen them put up thirty five points, and we've seen them put up. 15 like so sometimes they're a little inconsistent but the bucks defense doesn't scare me as much as it does in previous years and the cowboys defense has been is, is just really fast against a non-mobile quarterback so i think Correct. that ends up being the difference is a turnover or two yeah i mean we've they've, they've talked about a Bray's entire career where he does the worst when he's got pressure and blitz in his face so right. i mean that's that's the team we're looking at right there you want a crazy yep. stat though uh brady is seven and a lifetime against the cowboys so that's there's oh, really also that yeah i saw that today and was like oh god don't make me don't make you question this so yeah um we'll but yeah as far as every single matchup i think i'm taking the team that has more wins the the one that is uh Mm-hmm. probably the closest to me in that scenario is I really could see the Giants upsetting us not because I think the Giants I are great, great but just because I think we're so on gold that it scares me so I expect mm-hmm. us to win but I expect it to be ugly and be one of those where it's like we did not look good and people will talk about all week how we need to figure stuff out if we're going to be ready for the 49ers and it's not going to matter so that's uh, that's how I'm feeling yeah, um, so 100%. yeah subject to change for both of ours like obviously if we're waiting to submit our brackets but that's our that's our initial thoughts as of now so 
Um, let's see. Uh, Minnesota sports season long pick'em has wrapped up. I did not stay in contention. The only cool upset pick <laughs> I had this past week was Houston over Indy. Got 11 out of 16 picks last or right last week, and then took fifth overall out of like some 30 something teams with 168 on the season. First had 175, so I mean only seven off. Not not horrible. A lot of us were kind of clustered towards the top, but uh, felt like I was out of it from early on. So. Mm-hmm. Lastly, um, we won't worry about all of the records, how they ended up and stuff. Um, but bomb squads and butt cheeks, we, we knew last week that I had it locked in. But uh, I took home the, the losers victory. And then Eason and Al ended up splitting for the winners. They both had 32 wins, which Al kind of got screwed because I don't know if the Bengals would have beaten the Buffalo Bills, but uh, that was his chance True. for another win. So they split um, at 32 wins. I had 36 losses, so the losses by far took it. I think I won with five and a half left, so that'll be a, a tough mark to beat. But, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun season. I'm looking forward to that next year because it was cool. Yeah, it was solid. And uh, and I did the one thing that uh, <laughs> no, no that will not happen ever again, no matter how many years we play this. I say that, but I really, I really do feel that because if you think about it, three teams, 17 games apiece is – 51 games an odd number of games yes yeah so you'd be like hey the goal was to either get the most wins or most losses huh well tyler how did you do um (laughs) your boy went 25 25 and one could not be any more split (laughs) like just we're just gonna call it the thanos award and be done (laughs) perfectly balanced and just Uh, be done with it because that will that will never happen again have one of the teams get a tie and the rest of your team's exactly split wins and losses for all of their games throughout an 18 week season. I just thought that was absolutely insane. I should get some type of kicker here. Like I think that I think that a would $5 be a dollar kickback or something. I was just going to say for that for next year, like if, unless it ends up being split, which is stupid, but maybe if only one team is in sole possession of like closest to 500, kind of like a close, yeah. closest to the pin challenge, like give them five or 10 bucks out of the pot. I don't know. Maybe not 10. Cause that's the whole money back, but give them five bucks. I'll, like take <laughs> right. it away from the yeah. winner or whatever. I, I think that'd be funny. I just thought it was, yeah, I just thought it was crazy. Playing. I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, yeah, 25, 25, and one. That's ridiculous over 51 games. Yeah, like you can't plan to try to do that ever. So, no, not at all. Anyway, um, all right, moving into the general fantasy talk, swimming upstream, bringing the, this record setting season for Tyler to a close. Um, week 18, I had Jared Stidham, he did not do a whole lot against the Chiefs. I was kind of <laughs> shocked because they were behind early, but uh, 13.8 points is what he finished with. I, I know I hemmed and hawed between him and Russ on the show. And I literally was like, Russ has had so many just bust games, like below 10. So I didn't do it. He would have had 23 for me, but uh, you know, it's the story <laughs> of the season. So yeah. And then Tyler, had, yeah, I uh, mean, Brock Purdy. Yeah. yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Purdy. Uh, he did pretty well. I, I, uh, I pretty watched well? a little bit of the game. Um, I really didn't think he had as many points as he did. He finished with like 19.8. So and end of the season totals, uh, Jack finished at, uh, at QB 13, 263.8 points, uh, seven points behind Brady. So close. Uh, yeah, and, and 25 points ahead of QB 14. So average of, uh, what, 15 and a half points. So, you, I mean, for a streaming quarterback, it was certainly certainly take that, essentially a, pretty close to a QB 1. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. And uh, your boy – did ridiculous I, I i will never do this well again this is crazy again this is the outlier on this side um uh, finishes qb5 as, as expected like we said um 337.9 points so 12 points behind joe burrow average 19.8 points a week so killed it i will take yeah. a qb5 finish uh 
that's pretty that's pretty nutty for streaming quarterbacks who are less than 50% owned all year. Yeah, for real. I let me just tell everybody if Tyler had the first pick, he one of whatever weeks he had the first pick, he made sure he did not f up. Like it was if I I could <laughs> yeah. do a tale of two seasons where like if I went the weeks that Tyler had the first, you just annihilated me in those gaps where I'm like, there's nothing I can do. And then the weeks I had the first, it seemed like it was everybody scored 15 or below. I'm like, I don't even have yeah. a good advantage yeah, here. There wasn't really any blow ups so... that you had available to yeah. you, and it was a first pick for sure. It was kind of a I I was able to hit this the steady ones for the most part, and then yeah, we had a couple of the Justin Field weeks in there where it blew yeah. up for us Jeez. when we had the first pick. Um, but yeah, a couple of and again you had more injuries than me and I even had one or two injuries where I finished with two and four points. Yeah. And literally the first one that I had Teddy Bridgewater got hurt on the first pass <laughs> zero and I had point zero, zero points. Yeah. So I literally had one game with zero points and still finished with this. So yeah, um, those will happen, but yeah, again, it just kind of shows that opportunity cost for QBs. You, you can find yourself a QB eight on the waiver wire pretty much every week, as long as you're playing matchups. Yeah, for sure. I'll make a point next year when we kick it off in the the first week of the season to pull up whatever my other ones were. And I can even toss Walters in there too. Just like, here's all of our QB finishes from the last three years that I think oh, sure. that I've, I've been doing it. So we like week one, yeah. Jack finishes this or season one, Jack finishes this season two, Jack and Walters were here and season three, Tyler and Jack were here. Kind of give us a little scatter plot of like, I like competing it. against ourselves. So, but I'm pretty sure I don't think even on my, the first season I did, it was the best. And I know it was top 10, but I definitely don't think I was top five. So uh, this is definitely yeah, the, is the winning way, one. way outlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Sliding into, so now skip it or ship it segment. Um, just a couple of quick ones from last week. I know we rattled off all of our predictions for the season, how we'd done uh, the, the only two that were kind of still pending. We had the lions would make the playoffs back in like week 10 and we both said they would, and they, they pulled it off. We didn't think it was going to happen this past week, but uh, it did. So suck at green Bay. And then number two, um, the one that we were split on, we both thought the bucks would win the division, but I, I picked that they would have it with a losing record. And if you would have let me pick week 18, I would have said no because of Tyler's reasons that yeah. he mentioned, but uh, they, they managed to do it. Eight and nine division winners. So. Yeah, that uh, yeah that that works, and and I, I should have done when I was going back, and because I know in in uh, my betting section that I said like sprinkle some on the money line. I should have been smarter about it, knowing that they weren't actually going to play their starters the whole way, because a lot of places said play the first half money line, and they were up seventeen oh, to ten at yeah. halftime, and then they took everybody out, and I was like, fuck, I'm an idiot. I still <laughs> have so much to learn. I didn't I didn't think about that that they would they would take them out even if they were even if they're winning because nothing really mattered. But yeah, by right. halftime they were winning 17-10 and then obviously went on to lose like 38-17 or something like that. So I was like, yeah. damn it, I should have thought through that more. Yeah, I wouldn't have even known that was an option to do. So that goes to show. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot, yeah. This is another one. We'll, we'll kind of cover this more as we get into the playoffs and like off season. But I, I don't know if you have any like specific, any off season predictions off the top of your head. I got a couple that I had from mm-hmm. the last like two weeks that I had in my phone notes, but um just just two that I have and it literally a report came out today so it was, I guess good timing but I had predicted that Arizona was going to end up trading Hopkins uh to a team I specifically set the Bears two weeks ago but now I'm saying like Bears nice. or Ravens somebody somebody wide receiver needy and I feel like the Bears make sense for their like okay Fields is finally showing he can be the franchise guy we need to get him some more sure. help Claypool trade didn't work out Mooney who knows? <laughs> so yeah. I could see and that making alpha, a move, right? Yeah, exactly. And D Hop, I think has like two years left. He's getting older. He's you know, 
clearly the regime change in Arizona now kind of backs this up for me. So it makes it like easier to see happening, but I could see them being like, we got to start rebuilding. We're going to ship off some of our guys again. So that's one of my predictions yeah. that happens. And then the other one I said, now that the bears have locked up the one one I feel like Houston is a team that much more badly needs the top pick than the bears yeah. do. Cause I mean, you, it seems like it's likely to have a top team picking a quarterback and the bears don't need it. So I'm expecting there to be some team that trades up, whether it's somebody like Carolina or somebody else that doesn't mm-hmm. really have a plan at quarterback, but they're going to trade up to the one one and the bears are going to trade down and get like an RG three type haul. Oh yeah. So for sure, for sure. I'm a hundred percent with you that it like the bears definitely don't take a quarterback. Like the GM came out and said it uh, kind of today or yesterday, maybe it was essentially like somebody would have to blow me out of the water to pick a QB. So, I mean, maybe they take, take, best player available for me it's just kind of those once in a lifetime opportunities that you don't get to pick at the one one spot a lot so if you're really trying to rebuild and get more pieces for your future and build around justin fields you almost have to trade out of it and like you said get some type of massive package and you don't have to trade out of the first round like you said somebody's gonna move up like like the colts or somebody like that could move up colts and uh, yeah and and get up there uh, because there's really a top what four quarterbacks that everybody's looking at. They're looking at Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, um, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, and then probably Hendon Hooker, even with the with the injury. So I mean those are five yeah. off the top of your head. But really three of those guys are pretty much for sure franchise guys being Bryce Young, CJ Stroud and and Will Levis. We'll obviously get more into all that stuff. But after those three, you're then I don't know that anybody's gonna trade up to get one of those other guys. Right. No, totally agree. So it makes more sense when the Bears have enough other holes that they do, but they've got some solid pieces to be like, let me get your mm-hmm. first first this year, a first next year, maybe a couple of day two picks yeah, exactly. and stuff like that. Like just go get four or five guys over the next two to three seasons that you're like, okay, we can rebuild around him by the time Fields is done with his rookie contract, re-sign him and see what happens. Like you're not one player yeah. away. So <laughs> hate to yeah, say it. For but... sure. Yeah, um, one one fun interesting thing, just because I was uh, looking at the Hopkins thing as you were talking about it, because yeah. um, I wanted to see how many how long he had left. Two years, thirty four million That's uh, left on his current contract. He the the key with all this, he has a no trade clause, so Ooh. he'd have to sign off on uh, which okay. which I didn't know. So the first one was like spicy Green Bay Packers. Hello, make sure oh, Aaron Rodgers returns? Question mark question mark. So I thought oh, that boy. one was uh, was kind of funny. And then I also saw the the Ravens. I saw. Uh, the Cowboys, and then I think I saw the Patriots, but I don't know that he'd go to the Patriots. And I don't know that Belichick thought, would ever that... approve a big enough trade to get him. Like he never does the big yeah. trades for guys that are still relevant. So, yeah, but yeah, agreed. so we'll see. Any other ones I, off the top of your head? I know I kind of just said it now, but you can um, add them later. Yeah, I'll, I will. I'll, I'll certainly think on. It. I haven't thought too much about the off-season predictions. There's so much movement that seems to happen every year and it always seems to be so random like yeah. i mean i know i'm sure they're always behind the scenes but all of a sudden it, it comes around time to off season around the draft and all of a sudden people are moving you like jesus christ christian kirk to the jaguars and zay jones and it's like what, what is happening all of a sudden just everybody <laughs> moves around super fast and you're like i didn't see any of that coming so i'll just yeah. sit down and, and look at it more and see some of the the free agents out there and where the tony pollards and miles sanders is, is of the world are going um but should be a fun offseason. It'll, it'll, it'll yeah. be a lot of shakeups, I bet. There's a lot of top-end free agents, especially a just lot. even running backs alone. The free agent running back class mm-hmm. is absurd this year. So 
Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll cover Plus a lot a of that. Halfway decent draft class coming in. Right. Right. There's just not enough spots to go around. There's like three to four good landing spots. And <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of guys that were studs the last couple of years that are now gonna be like in gross timeshares. So yep. Um, all right, moving into the only other section I've got for the uh, ship it or skip it, kind of switch it up this this week with uh, our end of season stuff. So I wanted to do something um, kind of common with a lot of sports podcasts, but doing an end of season um, potty award. So more kind of just like our uh, gut check reactions. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't really t- tell Tyler about any of this, so it'll be more just kind of off the top of our heads. But uh, we won't go into a ton of analysis because I've got a, a solid handful of like 10 or so categories here but i figured it'd be fun to look back at like next year and then when we do like oh here's who's the winner was the previous year and kind of just that type of thing so um i'll toss the category give me one off the top of your head if you want and i can also follow okay. you from there so first there one go. i like it uh first one i called the fantasy reaper at, uh, award so basically this is a, a player that got injured for and these are all fantasy focused not nfl focused but a key player that got injured that basically hurt people the most so taking into consideration draft picks and where you, where you took them value, all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, it probably, it probably has to be like a Cooper cup, right? Like, yeah, this is the first one that I came up with. And again, just off the top of my head, um, I'll think through other injured individuals, but uh, um, another one that was kind of in and out and heard is the, is Debo. I mean, he was kind of, brutal. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah. um, but Cooper, I think just with the draft capital was near a hundred percent a first round pick for you and how little you got out of him he did really he obviously did really great while you had him but losing him early enough in the season that it that obviously didn't return anything that you'd want so that's a tough one yeah Javante Williams is another one um myself I can I can say (laughs) that one he was likely a tail end of the first round pick so that one was probably the worst if I think through that because you didn't get really any production out of Javante yeah, for sure. And everybody was waiting for him to do the big breakout this year after last season. Mm-hmm. So um, the only other couple of ones that I had tossed out, but I think those would have been my top two. Um, other ones, Keenan Allen, just because of his stupidness, like mm, every week, sure. when's he going to play thing? And I can speak from experience as the owner. It was just like, <laughs> okay, I'm yeah. going to be eliminated before you actually come back. Um, mm-hmm. Darren Waller had him in another league where it was kind of just oh, like the, he could have been on IR yeah, the whole time, too. but you were just waiting. Um which was brutal and then didn't miss as much time, but obviously Jonathan Taylor being the one oh one consensus mm-hmm. and missing a good chunk of time towards the end of the season. That was, that was brutal after already down yeah. here. So, but yeah, I think Cooper cup just for draft capital alone makes the most sense. So yeah. Um, yeah either him or Javante for me, just because yeah. production for what you drafted, you essentially just took your first round pick and said, nah, I don't need it this <laughs> year. Well, I'll play with, I'll play with my two on. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Um, next one, and I'll, I'll give you, I guess, some of like the, the options here, just and you can pick sure. from them or pick your own. But next one, uh, the Bag of Doodoo Award. This is basically just my version yeah. of the of the bust. Um, so relative, again, to sure. where, where you took them draft capital-wise. But the few I had on the list were uh, Justin oh, yeah. Herbert, who was the ADP QB3. Uh, Russ, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson was the QB8. Jonathan Taylor, running back one. Alvin Kamara, running back eight. Debo, wide receiver eight. DJ Moore, wide receiver 14, A-Rob, wide receiver 22, and Kyle Pitts, tight end three in the third round. Yeah, I mean, for me, the first one that just came to my mind was was Kamara. He was fucking brutal. He was absolutely brutal um, all year. Certainly certainly the toughest one there. Um, other bus, let's see, I'm trying to think. I mean, Najee Harris wasn't great pretty much all year. Even Mark yeah. Andrews even mark andrews wasn't like super That's great all year super and, then, and then 
and then um and then Pitts was the other one as a perennial Kyle Pitts and Falcons owner <laughs> I had him literally everywhere so those would be kind of my if just kind of going position wise Kamara Najee Harris I mean obviously got to throw Jonathan Taylor in there since he was probably number one or two overall um but Kamara was even worse Najee was brutal until the last few and Mark Andrews certainly didn't live up to his probably second round that you drafted him in maybe third round yeah, I think my personal one was going to be Kamara because I took him in our league this year. One spot, I think, ahead of you, and I was like, yeah. I am so I big so green pissed. this year. Like, I got him at 110, I and I thought pissed. even – Yeah, even that was a reach technically because everybody – For sure. Every analyst out there was like, if he's not – like top. And the fact that he didn't get suspended and still played this poorly was just like <sighs> – yeah. Okay, cool. I'd pair him with DeAndre Swift because that's exactly who I paired him with um, in the same league. And I was like, mm-hmm. I just got a steal at 110 and 203. And then neither yep. of them did crap for me. So that was, yeah. if, if yeah. Swift, Swift could have pretty just, brutal all year too. If Swift could have just done what Jamal Williams did, like Jamal Williams wasn't supposed to be even like 30% of the carries mm-hmm. and he just overtook it. So that, that hurt yeah. my soul. Sure. Uh, moving on, waiver wire hero. Um, so a few of the guys that I had. Jamal Williams. Stuff. There you go. <laughs> yeah, he's probably the locked one. The, the only other ones I had a couple were uh, Zay Jones because he was just consistent every single week. Yeah. Chris, Christian Watson is a strong one. Justin Fields actually yeah. was not drafted in most leagues, um, including yeah, ours. So when somebody Fields, picked him up. So uh, McKinnon just for the tail end McKinnon's of the year. Good. Yeah, would be a good one. Even Gino, Gino Smith, even? Probably. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna say probably Gino would be another good one. Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, I think it's probably between. Um, Fields and Jamal Williams, honestly. I think they just both yeah, turned into, like, elite I'm, guys. And Jamal scored fucking 17 touchdowns. He probably has to be. Yeah. Breaks Barry Sanders' records. That's a win. <laughs> um, yeah, that's nuts. Going position by position, all four of them. Uh, this is mainly just, like, draft capital again. So, obviously, if you say Josh sure. Allen, but he got taken at the 201, like, that's not as much value. So, quarterback of the year, um, Jalen Hurts. No, no. Oh, I, was like, I was like, either – I was like, it's, it's either – Hurts or Mahomes. For me, it's probably Jalen Hurts, just a tick above Patrick Mahomes, even though Mahomes is going to win MVP, which is unfortunate that Jalen loses out on it simply because he's hurt. But you certainly invested more capital in Mahomes than you did Hurts, and obviously yeah, and that's that's a big thing, so I'm definitely going to go with Hurts on that one. Yeah, I agree. You were getting him in the fifth or sixth round, and just the, the upside he had every week. Uh, running back, I got uh, obviously the top obvious, the clear ones: Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, CMC, Saquon, but then Josh Jacobs and Tony Pollard. I put in. Yeah, I was like, I mean, you you have to go with um, Josh Jacobs and and Tony Pollard. What did Josh Jacobs finish as? QB or QB RB? <laughs> was he? Did he, he finish as RB? Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna look it up right now. RB three. Oh wow. So, yeah, which so I knew he was up there. So Eckler obviously killed it for you at the tail end of the year and fantasy playoffs, all that, blah, 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 blah. But he was your first round pick. Josh exactly. Jacobs, RB twenty two, finishes RB three. Tony Pollard, RB thirty four, finishes RB seven. RB seven. Yeah. That's like, dude is ridiculous. And obviously, like we said, Jamal Williams, RB fifty seven, he finishes RB twelve. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So that's crazy. You it, Draft capital-wise, it probably has to be Pollard, has to win that. I mean, I'm sure you didn't spend a whole lot on Josh Jacobs either, but Pollard finishes <laughs> RB7, and you got him in like the, I don't even know, I don't even know what round. Seven, eight? Seven? That's yeah. That's what I would guess. It's is ridiculous. 
yeah, I guess I I would go Pollard for that same reason, draft capital wise. I guess I would otherwise just go Jacobs because I think Jacobs, even if you only drafted him in the fourth or fifth, you probably were yeah. locked in starting him every week. Whereas Pollard, I bet it would have taken most people, myself included, halfway through the season until I was like, do I believe you're scared? So, yeah. <laughs> agreed. Totally uh, wide receiver: Justin Jefferson, Tyreek, Waddle, Diggs, mm-hmm. Devontae, AJ Brown, CD Lamb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my one of my favorite values for sure, excuse me, uh, was Devonta Smith. He he was yeah, drafted. I think, yeah. I think I looked it up. Uh, was a wide receiver thirty eight. I want to say, and he finishes wide receiver ten. And that's again even with the addition that's of crazy. AJ Brown. Obviously, it takes some pressure off of the uh, off of him um, and whatnot as well. But I thought that was crazy. I I didn't think he was drafted as thirty eight. That seems so low for Devonta Smith, who was obviously. Fun- good last year and everyone just saw aj brown come in and was like he's going to command everything and jalen can only support one receiver and jalen hurt was like by the way guys i'm i'm better than everybody else so just stop i can (laughs) i can make them both work just fine yeah no i would agree with that i think my only other one i was going to say for basically the same reasons you did was jalen waddle just because with bringing tyreek and i think sure everybody dropped out on him and he ended up still doing great and some weeks was outperforming tyreek while they were both in the same field so like that's that's incredible to me. I think Waddle finishes wide receiver eight, and I'm sure he was drafted Holy around wow, probably yeah, slow, still above Devonte. But yeah, he was a wide receiver one like all season consistently. Ooh. So yeah, both crazy. of those guys for that pretty much same reasoning. Um, yep. Tight end, uh, other than Travis Kelsey, obviously, <laughs> but uh, no, nope. Taysom Hill. It's just Travis, Ingram, it's just Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, there was Actually, some probably really surprising values. Yeah, yeah, and then Kittle came out at the end. Probably, yeah, Kittle at the end. Hawkinson is probably the the biggest value. Mark Andrews the biggest bust, but yeah, it just it just shows Travis Kelsey is just leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else at that position. And where right. it used to even be locked in like two to three, like Mark Andrews used to be really good, and Waller used to be really good. I'm not saying they're they're not, but Travis Kelsey is fucking otherworldly. Yeah, agreed. Uh, breakout of the year. A lot of these guys we've already talked about, Ooh. but. Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Tony Pollard, Ramondre, Devontae Smith, Kenneth Walker. Those are the ones I got. Yeah, that's a good one. That's that's a good list. I would say breakout. I'm, I don't know. I'm trying to think of anybody else that really fits that. And that's pretty good. And then I was trying to think through like rookies and things like that. Oh, well, there is a rookie uh, one that's coming a, up. So. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, that's that's a pretty good list. I don't know that there's anybody. Ramondre is a really good one. Um it's cool to see some of the rookies bust out the Kenneth Walkers of the world, the Garrett Wilsons of the world, but we'll get to that. Yeah. I think the one I would go with probably is Fields, even over Tony Pollard, just well, because yeah, everybody Fields, thought yeah. he was like kind of busted or awash a little bit. So True. Uh, speaking of the rookies, other than Kenneth Walker, we had Brees Hall until he mm-hmm. got hurt, Damian Pierce, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. For for me, it's probably between Garrett Wilson and Kenneth Walker, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. would probably be my two. Um, I guess Chris Olave is probably right there as like a two B, I guess. But uh, if you're going other, or like number two, if you're going like a one A and one B, I'll probably take Garrett Wilson over over Kenneth Walker. I mean, at over a thousand yards, Kenneth Walker took a little bit of time to kind of jump in there, week five, six, whatever, whenever he took over. Garrett Wilson was kind of a stud from from the beginning and now you can see it's kind of QB proof. So got to be happy for looking at him for anybody that's yeah. got him in dynasty and a lot of it, if he gets some improved QB help, he obviously looked great as well. 
but I thought the, one of the craziest stats was um, Kenneth Walker trailed only Damian Pierce by three yards for the rookie lead. And Damian Pierce yeah. obviously started at the beginning of the year. So that one stood. And, and obviously you can't discount Christian Watson as well. I mean, he had fucking yeah. nine touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, that's a big miss one. I think Damian Pierce was looking so good, and then really the second half of the season, you never heard about him. So that's a big letdown. Yeah, um, yeah he, he finished so well, and then the efficiency just absolutely tanked. Right, right. He was yeah. busting off big runs, and then all of a sudden they were gone. Yeah, it's tough to do in that Houston offense. I get it, but it's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you you would have hoped you'd continue more on, especially being younger. So, um, last two here, uh, comeback fantasy player of the year. Uh, obviously, the the clear ones, CMC, Saquon. Uh, but then I also tossed in Evan Ingram for a tight end because he was just sure. nothing every single year. And then quarterback Jared Goff being a QB1. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's a good one. Yeah, I like, uh, for sure like the CMC one. Goff is a great one for a QB. I mean, like we said, he literally finished as whatever we said. QB8, QB, like, yeah, something like that. Um, he was on the waiver wire pretty much every single week. So, yeah, that's a solid <laughs> one, Evan Ingram, specifically for tight end. Um yeah, I like that. Yeah. And then uh, steal of the draft. I guess this kind of depends on mainly where you took them. But Jalen Hurts in yeah. the fifth, sixth. Burrow right around there. Josh Jacobs we talked about. Um, Tyler Lockett, who was <laughs> somehow like a wide sure. receiver one by the end. Devontae Smith, you mentioned. And then Kelsey, even though he was like a 201-112. right? Just great. So just a yeah, few I guys think you there. Gotta, yeah. And again, I think you got to throw Pollard back in there as well. And just, Pollard, yeah. Yeah. But yes, for sure. You've. If you hit on some of those people, touche to you. I think Pollard was than my are. main guy everywhere yeah. that I that I really had. Um, but other than that, I I certainly left Josh Jacobs for dead. There, I didn't touch Same. him anywhere, and I was just I was, completely wrong. Yeah, I was I was outspoken saying that he was not worth it. So that was <laughs> agreed. That was incorrect. Agreed. I just thought Carr was going to look so much better bringing in Devontae, and I thought they were going to throw like yeah. crazy. So go figure. Um, yeah. The only other one I put in, and this is more, I guess, off the top of your head, but did you have a favorite um, draft episode of ours this year? Did you have a favorite like category or anything? Mm-hmm. I, know there, I know there's been a lot. There's been like. I know. I got the list kind of down at the bottom. Um, 16, I think we're on. Let's see here. I really. And it's not because I want it. I really enjoyed the escape, escape room one. That was fun just because it okay, felt like good. so so random yeah. uh, we didn't really know and we both had just different ones um and then i think just i, I think it, it probably had to be the other one probably had to be disney movies or or maybe comedy movies or something like that probably disney movies just because there was there's so many that we just got so much flack of like this didn't even make your list this didn't even yeah. make your list this didn't even make your list and people just got so pissed off about us um uh, so I think those are two of my favorites. So just because Escape Room was just one of the first like totally random ones that we did. Mm-hmm. Like they were like completely no idea what was going to happen. And then Disney movies just because people were so mad at us. <laughs> yeah. And I, I remember um, the Escape Room one, not knowing if it was going to land or not. I was like, this is kind of an out of the box one that yeah. people might not really know how to vote for it. Like it just, I, I was worried about it. So I'm glad that like it kind of, kind of came around to be solid that's more of the ones i want to find yep. so that there's not such obvious top picks because i feel like a lot of them right before they start um beyond that though i think 
I think I, I'll pick in one from each of our wins, but I think cereals for me, cause it was so divisive with people. Like some people were like, <laughs> That's I true, won't ever, some people were like golden or uh, cinnamon toast crunch is the greatest thing ever. And other ones were like, I'll never touch Reese's puffs and stuff like that. Where it's just like, yeah, holy crap. I good. never would have expected the anger behind it. Um, yeah. And then recency bias, but I thought the most egregious movie misses one was hilarious because we were both so angry at each other the entire time. That's true. So, that was a, that's, that was a fun one. I agree. That was a that was a painful one to make it through, but it was it was fun. So yeah, some of these that's why I'm excited for in the off season for us to do like three person or four person drafts because some of them are just too big a list where it's like I want to get true. 16 picks in here and have like have it be tougher where somebody else has taken three to four yeah. before I pick again. So. Yeah, agreed. We'll have to do some of that stuff and invite some invite some guests on so you guys don't just have to hear us jabber at each other for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Well, so that wraps up the Potty Awards. Your your trophies will be in the mail. Thank you to all the participants and everything. Um, we'll try to bring it back next year and kind of see where people end up. Um, normally, we do the Victoria's Secret section here, but obviously our, our season is done with an uh, asterisk. <clears throat> um, yeah, nobody and, wants uh, you, Walters. <laughs> uh ad slash drop stuff is done obviously the the jack of all trades will start to cover in the off season with dynasty moves speaking of which quick little uh dynasty update for those of you that listen i traded for Devonte smith uh, who tyler's talked about a bunch uh sent his teammate miles sanders in a second away so feeling good about that trade uh trying to do the whole rebuild thing next year but we'll try to break down some more like dynasty trades and offseason moves mm-hmm. um to give us stuff to talk about in the off season so uh, no yeah, waiver wear targets because the season's done. There we go. <laughs> yeah. um, so, amazing. betting corner. Do you have anything for the uh, wild card playoffs? Um, I've looked at them a little bit. Um, again, I, I've kind of uh, I've enjoyed, like I said, the, the teasers. Just it's tends to be even not easier in playoffs is the wrong word, but the, the games tend to be tighter than some of the monster spreads. Some wild card games can be total blowouts just by the teams that kind of barely scraped in um, yeah. and whatnot. And, and the biggest one for me on that one is Bills and Dolphins, just because of how they got there, um, beating the lowly Jets to barely get in. But there's so much QB, <laughs> so much QB issue. Um, I would not be surprised for them to cover. I've seen it at 10 and a half. I've seen it at nine. Like, so shop around if you have that ability. But if you can get it at anything under 10, I think, I think pretty much everywhere now is, is under 10. Um, but I'll, I'll take him anything under 10 because I just think the Dolphins are just going to be too banged up to cover a spread like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then if I'm, and then if I'm going teaser wise, I'm probably teasing uh, Bengals are at minus seven. I'm teasing them down to pick them. I just think they're going to win the game. I'm probably teasing the um, 49ers down from nine and a half to like two and a half. Um, and then again, if you want to throw the bills in there, to tease them from nine and a half down to two and a half that gets you down past all the sevens and all the threes on all three of those games and pays you one and a half either 1.5 or 1.6 depending on the the website you use to one and that gets you 49ers less than a field goal bills less than a field goal and Bengals pick them so that's probably the route i'm going i like it fair enough um just quick little DFS update for you guys. I, I obviously the season's done, so there's not a, a playoff round of this. Um, talked about doing something maybe for the playoffs, but we'll stay tuned. So I, I actually took first overall last week. I felt pretty good with the lineup. I finished with 115, which was easily ahead of most of the group. I think going into the Sunday night game, the next closest was at like 82. So I was just running away nice. with it, but uh, not enough to overtake first place uh, out of like 20 teams that were actively participating. I finished second overall in the 
the scoring format for that we did, which was our top 10 scores on the season. So you basically drop your bottom eight. Uh, I came to within eight points of the leader. So Nikita, shout out to you. She took down first place, 1311 points, and I had 1303. Uh, the next closest behind me were 16 points behind and 40 points behind. So other than the podium, it was not close. We, uh, we had a, a tight race in the top, and that's about it. Um, just because I'm petty and I'm annoyed, uh, if we didn't do this weird top 10 score standings, if we just went by top five, I would have won with a, a 723 total, which was 144 points a week average. So my tops were peak. Um, or if we just did, you know, normal, which was what I would think would be the most sense of just total scores throughout the week. Uh, I would have had 2022 through 18 weeks, which was uh, 40 points above second and 100 points above third. So ran away with the season long, even though I don't take home the crown. I think it was 112 point average. So had some duds in the beginning. Um, I also had the most overall just like weekly top place finishes. So literally every other scoring nice. metric except the one that we did. So that's uh, that's that's fun. <laughs> poor poor um, Jack. I asked about it and I was told, well, doing just total scores isn't conducive for the uh, casual player. And I was like, we're doing a season long DFS challenge. What does this have to yeah. be casual? How's this for? casual? I'm, he's like, well, if somebody misses a week or if, you know, something, ha I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, anyway, so well, then we'll see. I'll push for total season long next year. Cause I feel good. I think two seasons ago when we did it, I won the total season long thing, whatever it was, I did the two total season long. I won. So like, back-to-back -back most points in the season but uh not winning based on the the point total so my last week's lineup really no misses the lowest one i had was five and a half points out of rashid Wal rashid shaheed which nobody expected to do a lot but had wins on josh allen with 22.7 uh zach moss had 19.6 points he was him and him and elijah mitchell carried my team after saying that i was saving money on low running backs so elijah mitchell for the bottom amount minimum amount of five thousand got me 17.5 Jamar 18.6 and Devonta, I believe had 10 and a half. So some solid wins for the week there. Um, but yeah, that's about it. So nothing more for the DFS side. So we're going to finally slide into the four horsemen weekly draft segment here to wrap things up. So last week's results, uh, Tyler, you can look at this if you want. It was insanely close. Like I, I did. So I, I, I double checked you and I knew it was going to be close. And after I saw we split in, um in the group me i was like damn now i have to go look at facebook and i just kept <laughs> yeah. going i was like all right i was like i started and the way it started with comments was the first like three or four views so it was like yeah zero one zero two zero three i was like fuck me i'm gonna get destroyed and then it was and then it was one three two three 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 four three five three six four five four six four six six and i was like oh my i just kept going back and forth i was like holy yeah. shit yeah but i came up just a little bit short I did the same thing as you with how I was tallying it. The last, like, I don't know, the last, like, 10 votes or so, it was literally, like, team one, team two, team two, team one. Team. I'm, like, as I was getting these comments in on my phone, I was, like, okay, I'm plus one. Oh, God, we're tied. Okay, I'm, like, <laughs> That's okay, awesome. we're I'm like, please just, can we have, like, a bunch in a row so it seems like it's over? So uh, we ended awesome. with, with 16 to 13 for me, barely. I, yeah, I didn't know how this was going to go either way because I felt like the – uh, your your first two picks were a strong comeback. So it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people were kind of divided where they were either like, um, <laughs> Jack's just seemed the most like chaotically evil and just like bad yeah. guys, whereas Tyler's have these like bad, like bad guy backstories and that makes them better. And I'm like, it kind of just depends on how you feel. Like, is it just somebody that's bad for no reason or somebody that's bad because of messed up stuff? So I don't know, but right. That brings us to I got I got ten wins on the season. I don't know how we're gonna do it yet. If we just reset it once we get to the 
post Super Bowl. But uh, I got ten. Tyler's got six. We've got sixteen drafts to go check out. So if nothing else, go back and listen to those and skip all of our fantasy stuff. But they're a lot of fun. So this week's topic that both of us put a ton of preparation in for um, <laughs> is is the best one hit wonders. So this, we're talking music here. So uh, bands that came out with one song that was super good, and then you uh, never pretty much heard from them again. So. Because I had the Joker last week, Tyler gets to lead things off, and I don't know how your oh, what your thought process was here. I I, I didn't have one. I really <laughs> was just like, oh man, there are so there are so many one hit wonders that I was like, I I don't I really didn't know. I really didn't know where to start. I was like, do I start with like truly iconic songs? Do I do like more? current generation um i don't know it, it was it was honestly very hard so but one of the best ones that pretty much anybody who was born in like the oh, no. 80s and, and 90s really know and everybody knows the dance to it and i don't think you're gonna see this coming at all because it's not really a song but it is a song the artist here i'll say the artist los del rio sings what jacker is that um is it the macarena it is the macarena we're gonna we're gonna take the macarena. I pulled that on my we're butt because gonna... it's not on my list but i i took a shot i know i i have no idea i'm That's like so good. yeah i'm like i don't know i'm like I, I'm looking up these artists was one of the best parts about this because i'm like i know every yeah. one of these songs and i'm like what yeah. the fuck is this artist so <laughs> i'm gonna go with if we're doing band give me los del rio Sing i like macarena. that a lot that's super good that that's on this and i don't want to jinx it but that's um because it's not on my list but if it's on yours that's on the same level to me as like tequila where it's just yeah it's it's yeah, just exactly. iconic but you're never going to hear anything from them again correct all right well perfect so i, I macarena so probably should have been on the top of my list but because it wasn't i have my top two on the board here so okay. one um I, I think it's just become more of more of like a a a pop culture thing and more of a running joke yeah. than anything but i called my shot last week when we talked about this draft pick coming up so uh number one putting rick astley on the board never going to give you up <laughs> is uh just a classic and everybody knows it whether it's from rick rolled or the actual song which the song i think if it wasn't ruined and overplayed is a good song yeah but, uh, i couldn't i couldn't tell you if he ever did anything again until he was in like a super bowl commercial two years ago so <laughs> I, that's that's he made that song and then dropped off the face of the earth in my opinion I so like it that one and then this other one everybody's gonna know who the person is but again it came up on a lot of lists i found and i was like oh yeah i really don't know much else by him but this song itself was so good that i wish he would have done more so yeah um okay. <laughs> ripping off a classic of uh under pressure we're going uh boom 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 da, 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 da. yeah i thought yeah ice ice baby ice vanilla ice. ice yeah i like it nothing uh Nothing wrong with that. Two, two for sure, solid picks. And like I said, this this could go so many different yeah. ways. Um, but songs that just kind of hit everybody's soul. My anaconda don't want yeah, none unless you get fun. So my give me some one. Sir Mix a lot. Oh, you probably don't want, everybody knows you don't the artist. Doesn't even know the title of the song. So give me some Baby Got Back by Sir Mix a lot. Uh, <laughs> and if you can tell me another Sir Mix a lot, uh, you're lying. Yeah, you're looking it up as we speak. Yes, one hundred percent. For my other one, um, I kind of did the did another one. Oh, where was it? Um, it? Was probably more so even my generation, and I, but it's just so catchy, and it 
it means absolutely nothing and you can't actually understand what they're saying but i'm gonna go with who let the dog damn it give me some that was my next that was my next pick i was gonna say bahamut and see if you knew what it was fuck all right um i know one of my picks here the other one i'm not so sure on um Yeah, but that one's a strong one. Because again, I mean, I think I first heard it on Kids Bop, but but uh, that For song sure. was so good, and I don't know how they didn't make anything else. Because <laughs> um, they're terrible. Yeah, it turns out, yeah. Not a whole lot of lyrics going on in that song, so that no. makes sense. Not ones you can understand. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going to put my, my, my easy one on the board. Uh, if, I say, if I say the band name Fountains of Wayne, does that mean anything to you? I know the, I know the band name, but I couldn't tell you off the top of my head like a song well you know the thing that everybody does know is uh how stacy's mom is doing nice there you go and yeah like i said i went to even done that yeah exactly i I had to look up who it was by that was one of the few songs that came to my mind right away but i'm like i don't know who sings this so uh stacy's mom has got it going on everybody knows that from our generation and uh that one was actually a good song and it was funny and it was clever and it It was yeah I even looked up on Spotify if, if they even had another song that I might have heard of before. And I was like, not only have I not, but the next two to three sound bad. So that's them. Um, Fantastic. I got a couple of newer generation ones here. I'm not going to go with those. I'm going to go with this one that I always loved singing growing up. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you might have it on your list, but would you know the Probably name do. Lou, Lou Bega? Lou Bega. I don't think so. Not the top of my head. Uh, he is the guy that's famous for the song that uh, lists basically every different female person's name possible. A oh, little bit, okay. of, little bit yeah. of Monica. A little bit of Monica. Yep. Which you would think maybe the song is named after somebody. No, it's just called Mama no, no. Number Five, which yep. <laughs> never made sense to me. And that's probably why he was a one hit wonder because he was terrible at naming his songs. But God, yep. is it catchy. Yeah, there's so many. Perfect. There's so many ways I could go with. This is the last pick, isn't it, huh? Yeah, no pressure. Oh, man, there's there's so many songs. Let's see here. Um, oh, man. I don't even know. Let's go. <laughs> hmm. What do I want to go with? I think we're going to go with another one that is just completely iconic and everybody knows and it doesn't actually say anything or have any words but give me eiffel 65 oh i know yeah 100 percent. i know who that is um blue yeah that's a good one just came to me honestly in this last one because i'm like there's so many other ones but that one is it's just so we kept it so much to this to our generation and what were one hit wonders for us because there's so many good songs that people i think would be on this list and they'd be like, really? That was a one hit wonder just because it was such a good song. But exactly. That's what I'm going with for certain one hit wonders for my life. That's a strong final pick. I feel like I should have had it on my list and I would probably have taken it over three and four. So yeah, I might, did not, I did not have it on any list. It literally just came to me as I was thinking oh, of like, what God. a random, random one song. So I'm, I'm looking at kind of a list here. So I was like, is there any that I'm really missing? And then I was like, oh, that, I don't see that on any list, but that's a really good one. That's good. There's That's so, good there's call. so many other ones that we missed. Did you have any others missed. on your list? I said, I guess. Oh yeah, I had some of the. I had, I had oh, so many because oh. I mean, there's <laughs> old ones like anything from the '80s. Come on, Eileen. 
oh, like God. there's there's so many yeah yeah um what was another one you could just do the old one i'm too sexy for my shit too sexy. <laughs> like there's yes there we could do this all we could do this there's all day. a lot um, um the only other older one that i had and it's only because i relate it now to how i met your mother but a song by the mm-hmm. proclaimers do you know what does uh-huh. that mean anything to you and uh, uh one of the most annoying songs ever but the da, 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 500 miles oh yeah yeah I would not go on thousand thousand miles. How about this one? Wild Cherry. Uh uh-uh. Play that funky music, wild oh, boy. My. Play that funky music, right? Yeah, I should I should have had that one as well. That's good. Like That's that another one. super good one. Jesus, yeah. Some of these so, I've never the, even heard the band. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so this one again just the whole soundtrack and not soundtrack just the whole song and just anytime you hear it everybody knows what it is but the artist is aha a hyphen ha i feel like i i saw it come across a list but i don't i wouldn't know it yeah yeah it's that take on oh, me the, the weird music take video with the me take take on me but i was like no, if i put the if i put the title take on me on one of these lists nobody would even know what that is no yeah yeah no that was first off let me so just shout it. out you it's going phenomenal. high notes you're you like just that? doing That's the high good. notes on air yeah we got to give you credit but no i never would have known <laughs> the only reason bit. i know it is because they uh they make <laughs> yeah our speakers just blew out so uh yeah, um yeah I, they've made fun of it in like family guide a bunch of other stuff but it's always the music video that has like the black and white like notebook pages oh, flipping as somebody's moving yeah, yeah, yeah that's the only thing i related to so um yeah i i didn't list any other like oldies ones on my list because i was like oh i mean I, there's a few decent ones but i wouldn't have picked them but a few like new age ones that i had in my back pocket okay. in case you did um i had gangnam style because that guy came out of nowhere <laughs> nice. and then never did anything again sigh and then uh, Pumped Up Kicks by Foster the People. Oh, that's a good one. Like and and somebody that I used to know was like the number one on the music Ooh. list banger like six, seven that's years ago one. by, I think, Gautier. And again, never heard from them again. Yeah. So our, our most our most egregious miss, and this one's going to be really bad. Oh, no. Tommy Two-Tone. I know the eight, name. Six, I... seven, five, three, oh, oh Jenny, nine, yeah. Nine, eight, six, seven. Yeah, I, that's yeah, good. Dude. I just came across that one. Damn it! But there's I like lot. I like my list. I, I like yeah, I like your list too. <laughs> um, I really want <laughs> I really want Eiffel sixty five. I'm very upset about that. So uh, I think that one. I think you should win this draft. I don't know what's going to happen because I don't know how the hell people are going to decide to vote on this one. But uh, me neither. I think I think that's probably the best fourth round pick we've had in the draft all year. So. For sure, yeah. Like I said, wasn't even on any list. I just was like, yeah, that seems like a random song that nobody, everybody knows, and nobody's actually knows who sings it or just knows banger. another Eiffel 65 song. Yeah, I'm convinced they didn't have any. I didn't release any CDs or albums. They just put out nope. one song, and they're like, all right, we're done. Fuck. Um, I actually had one on my list, and I missed it, and I'm uh-oh. so mad. What was it? I missed I missed Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. <laughs> Chumbo, oh man, takes me back. I'm so back in the good old days. Mad. Would you I'm take so that over Blue Dava that... D? Uh, if you want to drop your probably. final pick for it, that's all you. Because I, I wouldn't pick after kinda... you anyway. I know. I kind of want to. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with the integrity of. Oh man, that's he's so the... close. 
<laughs> I'll stick with the integrity and then immediately just freeze. <sighs> if I would have picked I'm, after you, I'd say last... no, but if it's your last pick, then that's you. So you got waiver priority over me on that one. Give me tub thumping by Chumbawamba. <laughs> Love it. I'm doing it because it's the last draft and I don't care anymore. Perfect. I would I would 100 percent drop my last one for I would drop my last one for blue, blue, but it was at the bottom of my list and I didn't I didn't make it all the way down. That's so yeah. I would drop my last one for Eiffel 65 easy, but I don't want to give you the credit if I'd win with them. So (laughs) I'm sticking with (laughs) sticking with mom and number five. Um yeah, there's a ton. So please people tell us or let us know if there's any that you yeah. That was difficult. That's it's very uncomfortable because I would listen to all these songs as is currently. So, yeah, me too. Oh. I don't even know my list is anymore. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find a Pandora um, one hit wonder station and just start listening to it now. Yes, love it. So, uh, real quick, next week we're still gonna do a draft because we'll be covering playoff stuff and gives us something to do. But next week I came up with this one and it kind of seems fun or could be another weird wacky one. Um, things that make you nervous. So got a week to talk about that one but basically we're not picking like giant fears like oh you know like burning in a fire would make me nervous no like we're talking more of like things that don't necessarily mean danger they just are things that like make you not feel great so like the biggest the best example i can relate it to that i guess i'll not use as a pick but like getting a missed call from your mom and being just paranoid that she's gonna yell at you or that something happened like growing up or you know racing home in high school and it's it's 1059 your curfew is 11 something like that where it's you know i like it makes you makes you nervous and makes you panic so we'll see how that one turns out um i like it now that we ran super long with our our draft um wrapping things up (laughs) super super worth it i'm gonna go jam out now um mentioned last week we kind of planned for our next episodes now that this is our official end of the first season or last season episode before playoffs my i just had a stroke hang on um <laughs> one second research in the playoffs uh we're going to cover the playoff matchups and everything so tyler and i will be making our playoff picks before the weekend and uh we'll keep ours locked in and stuff so we'll cover playoff matchups from an nfl standpoint more than a fantasy standpoint we're just going to kind of analyze the games we will also cover um everybody else's like brackets that they send in so make sure to get yours in um we'll start covering dynasty probably not in the next episode or two but as we get to like post super bowl time and then with the post super bowl we're going to switch to more of like a once a month shows for spring and summer just to keep a little bit of something going but uh not not really ramp up until we get to draft season in august where we can do some mock drafts so keep uh keep following along we appreciate the support we'll bring in some Mm -hmm. random celeb hosts like tyler mentioned we'll get some extra people in some drafts so it's not just us two battling all the time We'll cover Dynasty because we love it. Um, talked about an initials game last episode, so stay tuned for that. And then we're going to cover our specific Dynasty League punishment and first rookie draft sometime in May is what we're shooting for. So anything else, Tyler? Anything you want to send off? Nope, I appreciate it. It's been a, it's been a fun season. I appreciate the, the listen as always, and these drafts have been really fun. And let's see if we can send you off with a little bit of Macarena. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it. I can't. I'm just singing myself. So good. I just started I like playing it. This, I don't know what I'm, now. I'm surprised I you can't nothing. hear that through, through my headphones. No, I don't. Yeah, I got nothing. I'm sorry. I'll dub it in after everybody. Nope, we're good. I like it. <laughs> Perfect. That's good. Right. I'm putting together my list. I'm going to go listen to these four songs, and then I'm going to go to bed. 
Perfect. Can't wait. All right. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Peace out, Pod Squad.